0: we got to talk about the people who talk and uh and we are
1: people talking we're talking about
0: talking people on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live MITalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer Well,
1: hello. What are
0: we talking about, the people who talk, Bradley?
1: We're talking about this people, uh, people, it's not people, it's Time Magazine article that I read last night, and it got me thinking about all the stuff we've been talking about this week. It's interesting, this week has been, um, actually the last couple weeks, have had these just like really bizarre storylines, but they uh, there are a lot of commonalities in these storylines, and this piece in time kind of... Stitches them together in a way that I think will um, delight listeners to our show. So it gets at the problem we've been talking about for a while and why uh, talking heads. And I will say we've done this in a roundabout way. Why talking heads particularly are so messy right now. Most recently, of course, we've got Sharon Osbourne mm-hmm. as a messy talking head. But she she's
0: Morgan, also a messy talking. Well, head.
1: yeah. And they sort of are like of a of a piece. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, and th- 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 this lays out other things. You'll remember uh, recently we also talked about Dr. Oz. Yep. And he was real messy. You'll remember we've talked about, even Oprah, we've talked about um, a lot of talking heads.
0: Dr. That- Phil has been messy. Yeah,
1: well, and and what was the recent story about Dr. Phil?
0: Uh, that he wa- sent a couple of... The young women who were on his show to some of those behavioral camps that we recently heard about from Paris Hilton and uh, is being asked to be held accountable for that.
1: Absolutely, and if you think of some other like talking head controversies lately, you'll think of people like Megan McCain, for example. Okay. We don't really talk about the view on this show, but she's another person, another talking head who has been rather controversial. And um, so, it, you know, the the, the piece in uh, Time Magazine kind of lays all these things out, and so you start to ask yourself, like, why is that that talking heads are so problematic right now? And I think it's because. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, right? Like this is not just an easy conversation to have, but I think this totally swims in the lake of uh, where we also swim Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we talk for a living and it's because this, and, and I think we've said these words as much or something akin to these words. It's not enough to just show up and talk about the biggest story of the day, right? There needs to be a certain responsibility and accountability to those stories that the people who have risen to these roles are not always capable of. So the times have like, have changed and presented challenges to people who weren't brought up, um, to meet them. Mm -hmm. Like Dr. Oz, was perfect for a very specific thing at a certain moment in time in our society meaning Dr. Oz could talk about things that we didn't question very much like as an audience we didn't think too critically about Um, and whether it's Dr. Oz or Sharon Osbourne it was enough for them to just show up and be like hey guys look at me Um, and now I think we're far more critical as an audience that you're seeing Um, friction from some of those people who just kind of, you know, served a different time.
0: I, You know, I, I think part of what I hear you saying is, and the way I feel about it, is it's not enough to just have a mouth and a personality anymore. You have to have a worthwhile perspective and something to say, and an op- you have to seize the opportunity to use. I think we're just um, more informed consumers now, and we understand that when somebody's given a great platform, they have an opportunity and to see them not use it, especially in times when we need people to be standing for something. Um, that's where they're getting themselves in trouble, right? And
1: also, they're not being responsible in that responsibility <laughs> right.
0: well and, so, and part of it is because they were given uh, the platform that they were given and basically given carte blanche to just be the personality that they are well there without was one, any kind of limits
1: there's one distinct difference right from when Sharon Osborne became a thing to today and that is the rise of and the power of social media mm-hmm. as a response to those voices mm-hmm. so it used to be that, you know, Sharon Osbourne would show up and everybody would be like, oh, that's Sharon Osbourne. She's just going to say the darndest things. But th- there was n- there was not the same... I mean, there are some, like, legitimate, serious other reasons about why this is happening that I don't want to get too... Mm-hmm. Bogged down in. Do- uh, ...down into, because it's just... It's a longer conversation and it's equally valid, but in this space, I think it's, it's simple enough to say that... The, the volume of people who are paying attention, you can hear the responses of people paying attention to what these talking heads are saying in a way um, that didn't exist before. Right. So, it, it, so, which means that they have to be more thoughtful as a result. We know this in our own jobs, right? Like, if you and I just opened a mic, the things we could have said 10 years ago and the things we likely did say 10 years ago... Oh. Um, would not be appreciated in the same way. I mean, that goes without saying to a certain extent, but also in part, In large part, because of social media, like people will let you know, and it's not enough to just be like, well, I'm, I'm the loud voice. You can't, I'm allowed to say the loud things. It
0: used to be that you could speak in an echo chamber very easily. Yeah. If you were a celebrity talk, one of these talking heads, right? There wasn't a, a space for dialogue. There wasn't a place for, to hold you accountable for the things that you said. And that's largely what social media has provided is a reflection of what the talking heads are saying. And so they're not allowed to just be an echo chamber anymore. And some of them have risen to the occasion, but many of them have suffered at the hands of that because rather than uh, engage in a dialogue, they dig their heels into their perspective and try to argue their perspective without without it being a conversation because they're not accepting of the fact that there was always another voice in the room.
1: And I also think it really is a lesson in evolution and growth and, um, you know, recognizing that things change. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because I think there's this tendency to just be like, Oh, there's just everything's cancel culture and they just you can't say the truth anymore because people it's like, no, actually, it's it's a pretty amazing thing. It's like the system is healing itself because Mm -hmm. it used to be that like very few people had the ability to have their voice heard. You know, right. like, without getting a little, you know, too, like, don't play all the patriotic music in the background. But, like, this is a huge responsibility that we have. You and I show up, and we we are boobs most days. Yeah, so that's that, true. And that is true, and that's also being a little facetious. But mm-hmm. because I think we do recognize that there is a, an incredible responsibility, and that we have to be very thoughtful about the words that we say. And if we're not, very often, I mean, think, we just, my, my ugh, takeaway is... You will, it this tells us a lot about the people in question more than it does any broad sweeping changes about the audience.
0: Absolutely, the audience
1: who thought Dr. Oz was a snake oil salesman has been there the whole time. It's just that you can now hear that audience, um, and that's a good thing. I don't like, sure, you can point to people who. Don't need to be heard as much as they're mm-hmm. being heard, mm-hmm. but that goes for. A, but that's always the case. Right. The fact that more and more people get to have their voice heard is a net benefit.
0: Positive. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Uh, uh, no voice should be able to speak completely unchecked. Yeah. There always should be an opportunity for uh, challenge.
1: Yeah. And I would think that that is a, um, to use like big words that we don't normally spend a lot of time using. That is a democratization of social media or that the democratization that social media provides is, Boy, is there's a, a good reason thing. We don't use those. <laughs> right. Words. Cause I can't say that. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's, it's, but people are like, Oh, I'll ever, everybody's just like, No, it's yes, sure. Those things happen, but they've always been that way. And I think we should be erring on the side of having people like Sharon Osbourne be responsible for the words that come out of their mouth. If that's the result, Like nothing happened to Sharon Osbourne that she couldn't have prevented fully. One hundred percent. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Because
1: look at look at all the other people that have jobs doing what she's doing, who aren't encountering
0: who aren't stepping in the dog's problems. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as Maya Angelou once said. Through Oprah when we know better we do better we do better when we come back on she the said Colleen, all
1: the things she, oh my Angelou, my Angelou! she
0: knew she knew stuff
1: <sighs> she did she still does she, I imagine yeah she, she probably is. knows
0: more than we, we even she know it was
1: all the secrets
0: exactly when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show we're gonna check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to see what we should be watching this weekend after this on my talk 1071 bye Every Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk One O Seven One, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies to see what we should be watching this weekend. Hello, Paul.
2: Hello, it's great to be here. We're
0: happy to have you. Happy Friday.
2: Hi, Paul. You too. Hello.
0: So we have a couple Netflix
2: offerings this week, am I right? Yes. So earlier this year, Netflix announced that they would be releasing a new movie every week. So I wanted to kind of take a look at some of their latest offerings. Uh, the first one came out last week, and it's called Concrete Cowboy. And there's Caleb McLaughlin, who you may know from Stranger Things, yes. and he plays this high school kid who's been expelled kind of for the last time. So he's sent to go live with his dad, a play by Idris Alba, in, in Philadelphia. And there he meets this group of cowboys and this this tight-knit group of community that kind of matures him into the young man that he really should be.
0: Huh.
1: Oh,
2: Okay.
0: It sounds like a right. It sounds like an interesting I mean, it sounds sort of like an original story. Right? Like we're so used to regurgitated
2: stories lately. Right. And that's kind of one of the things I really loved about it is I was like, I haven't seen this story in a long time because mm. it's part coming of age, you know, as he's really trying to mature who he is as a senior in high school. Part father-son reunion because he hasn't seen his dad in a long time. His dad, you know, the Idrisella character is really a mess. Like his he has no food in the fridge. His apartment's a mess. He has a horse living in his apartment. Huh. So like it's this kind of rude awakening when he goes to Philadelphia. But then he meets these cowboys, and you're like, since we're other cowboys in the streets of Philadelphia, but it really is this community that, that is actually in existence because there are members of the Fletcher Street writers who are in this cast and are in scenes along with Idris and Caleb and Lorraine Tassant as well. So it's fascinating to kind of get that authenticity that we don't typically get. You know, we saw that with, in Nomadland as well. Right. It's
1: just an interesting look at a part of, um, you know, this country that we're not probably mostly familiar with.
2: Exactly. And that was what, that's, what's great about the movies is getting us, know a culture, a society that we're not used to and kind of looking outside ourselves in our own community. Um, So it's based on a book by Greg Neri and then there's lots of life lessons in it for Cole and Caleb McLaughlin, if you only know him from as Lucas in Stranger Things, you really see what kind of actor he's going to become because there's such vulnerabilities and very personal side really shining through. And then Jarrell Jerome, who was in Moonlight, he was in When They See Us, he won an Emmy for When They See Us. He plays Cole's, Caleb's character's like, kind of drug dealing cousin. Oh. So there's really this dichotomy of like the street life versus this, you know, horse stable life. And I wish Jarrell's character would have been written a little bit more. Like you find out why he's dealing. So then it's like, oh, another angle into a life that we may mm. not know, but it kind of comes a little too late in the movie.
0: So, how many ticket steps for Concrete
2: Cowboy? I'm giving this three and a half out of five. Don't pass this up in your Netflix. If you're like, I've never heard of that, or I don't know about that, give it a try. I think you'll really be surprised by this one.
0: I'm right. interested. Yeah. I'm, like, very interested. I'm intrigued by yeah. the way you described it. Okay, another well, thank you. Good. another Netflix offering.
2: You guys, this is called Thunder Force. It stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. You know, they're real-life best friends. And here they play a strange who are brought together kind of around the time of the high school reunion, and they formed this group of superheroes to...
0: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman,
1: To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun
2: never ends.
1: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Fight off um, uh, this this band of evil called the Miscreants. I I just I
1: love the idea (laughs) of this. But I, does it actually deliver?
2: No. This <laughs> is one of the worst movies in Melissa McCarthy's career. Oh, no! I hate saying this. So You've got both of them. You have Bobby Cannavale, who they've worked with many times. Jason Bateman. Melissa Leo is in this. Pom Clemente. And it's another one where it's written by Melissa McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. So they've done movies like Super Life at the Party, Tammy, The Boss. And I feel like he continually writes these characters for her that are so rough around the edges, so messy, that I'm like, what? Like, and so then she has to kind of do that shtick over and over again, Aww. and it becomes so tired and not funny. Like, this movie is wants to be that, like, superhero buddy comedy, and it's not funny.
0: I'm all. really sad about this because... There are such good names associated with this.
2: And for goodness gracious, isn't
0: Octavia Spencer, like, an award-winning
2: actress? She's won an Oscar. Yes. Uh, Leo has won an Oscar. Um, Melissa McCarthy's won an Emmy. And I believe uh, Jason Bateman's now won an Emmy. So, like... We're. This is not like a C list cast. These no, are all people that you should enjoy. And while I was watching, it was like I don't feel like any of them are enjoying making this movie. It felt really like like taxing on all of them it seemed like the jokes didn't land the bits didn't land it felt like it was all over the map it didn't go far enough into being weird or it wasn't like a spoof or a satire like it's an interesting concept to begin with and then it gets so far off the rails. So jason Bateman's character is half crab
0: pardon uh, me what oh, excuse oh, i'm me. sorry
2: what half yep. crab crab which yeah. half so you see the tra- his arms are crap. <laughs> <proud.
0: laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I know,
2: right? So like, it's one thing if you were to set that tone from the very beginning and be like, this is going to be this over-the-top, ridiculous superhero spoof of, of the movie. That would have worked. Like, Barb and Star go to Vista Lamar is ridiculously over the top from the first frame to the very end. That tone could have worked with that if that's what Ben Falcone would have done with it. Mm. I would have been on board. I would have been on board with Half Crab if it would have started off that way. But it starts off being like this friendship movie that is, you know, them wanting to be superheroes and save the day. And then it gets so stupid.
0: Okay. How many tickets do I'm scared to ask? You guys,
2: one out of five tickets. Oh, my God. There's, I I've I like I can hear that this pains you. It's hard <laughs> because I'm I'm one that's typically like pretty forgiving, and I liked super intelligence when other critics didn't. I like Life of the Party when other critics didn't. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, like, I gave them positive reviews. And you can see Melissa McCarthy's, like, list of all of her movies. And all of the, like, negative, like, really low-scoring ones are typically ones that she's done with her husband. And I think that they need to kind of reevaluate what kind oh. of projects they do together. Oh,
0: Paul McGuire-Grimes. i interviewed them all. Oh, like, uh, check Paul McGuire-Grimes out on all the social. We hope you're not having a bad day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one oh seven one streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, and Hi, these the. Oh, hello to YouTube as well. Don't YouTube. forget, you can watch us do the show on YouTube. We can tell you about Crazy Stupid Idiots every single ding dang day, uh, right there. And uh, why don't you crush that subscribe button? And you can watch us every day. All right, let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots.
2: Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot.
1: Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
2: It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
1: It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again. Oftentimes, in the state of... Florida. Florida. Florida.
0: Like where uh, Arizona, yes, uh,
1: specifically Pahenix, otherwise known as Phoenix or
0: Phoenix.
1: Oh, that's a.
0: That's how I always remembered how to spell
1: Fohenics? it. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. Uh, I want to tell you about a guy, and I don't have a name on this particular guy, but uh, he shouldn't it should not be particularly hard to miss. Okay. Okay. So let's just say that there was a an accident. According to the Arizona Department of Public Safety, troopers said crash-bang-boom Wednesday morning on I-10 in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. They were called to a crash where two tractor-trailer rigs had collided on the I-10 near Broadway. Mm -mm. And that's where things ceased being normal. So, accident... Somehow, out of that accident emerged, like a phoenix, a crazy, stupid idiot. Would you like to guess how a crazy, stupid idiot arose, like a phoenix, Mm -hmm. from from two tractor-trailer rigs that had collided?
0: Uh, One of the drivers was naked.
1: There's some nudity eventually, but no. Oh,
0: Was one of the drivers an X-Men?
1: No. Well, I guess I don't know. Would to he be, be an fair.
0: X-Man? A, mu- a mutant out of the Marvel comic universe. <laughs> I'm getting a no for no. that. Oh. I don't okay, know. That's a bummer. Uh.
1: But I said, remember I said there was some nudity eventually? Well, here's what happened. According to DPS, a man wearing a sock, boxers, and a t-shirt jumped from the moving semi-trailer. Hold,
0: please. Just a one sock.
1: One. It says one sock.
0: Okay. Was it on his foot or on his?
1: Well, he was wearing boxers. Okay. So I'm assuming it was not on his junk. Like one foot had a sock on. Okay. Boxers and a T-shirt. He jumped from a moving semi, Ooh. ran down the shoulder, and while doing so, began removing all his clothes.
0: What little he had left.
1: Yes. He was. Uh, eventually, troopers responded by being able to catch up with him and taking him into custody. And uh, that's when things continued to not make sense. So, like, they're called out on an accident. A guy jumps out of the car with half his clothes on, removes the rest of those clothes. Troopers catch up to them, and they're like, what's going on? Well, apparently the guy said that he'd hitched a ride unbeknownst to the driver.
0: Ooh, he was a stowaway.
1: Yeah, but how does that work exactly um he then ran down uh the shoulder uh to take his clothes off to get away i don't know why dps says that the guy then pounded on the semi driver's back window to tell him he wanted off the truck and may have tried to get into the passenger compartment when he jumped off i have no idea what this is about or why there was no clothes But, man, that would have been a sight to behold.
0: No kidding.
1: Like, you're like, oh, my God, an accident. Oh, my God, a naked guy running down the street. What?
0: What? How did this all happen Then try to put all that together? Yeah.
1: I I don't know that we ever came to any sort of conclusion. uh, But I think we know
0: why the accident happened, because if you're not expecting somebody to be pounding on your back window and trying to crawl in, you might be a little bit startled by that.
1: That could be, although it's not clear that that happened before the accident. It sounded Oof. like that happened after.
0: All very frightening. But
1: again, we we shall never know.
0: We won't know. Um, let's go to California, shall we? Let's. Right. We're gonna go to a seafood restaurant. Are you hungry?
1: I mean, always. Right,
0: and Yum. you you would eat some seafood right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to a restaurant. Uh called giovanni's fish market okay and um we're not going to meet the the perpetrator here because he has not been caught but what we do know is the perpetrator has crabs oh he's got crabs
1: like he got a plate of crab claws
0: like he showed up in the middle of the night at Giovanni's fish market. With crabs. Uh, and he stole live crabs. Oh, I thought you meant he had like a tank. venereal disease. Yeah, I know to that's what that do you see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah well, I wasn't was,
1: sure if that was real. No.
0: Okay. I mean he might have crabs. I don't know, but I do know that he has crabs because he pulled up in the middle of the night outside of this maro bay restaurant giovanni's fish market there is a tank now i don't who's the crazy stupid idiot here the tank full of crabs is outside the restaurant so this guy rolls up and he opens up the tank and he takes five crabs out of the tank and when i say five i mean 15 he stole 15 crabs why did you say five because I saw the five and I oh, d- neglected the, the one. one. <laughs> um, those 15 crabs, by the way, were worth about $500.
1: That's a lot of... That's just some spendy crabs. I know,
0: that's some expensive crabs. And Why that tank... are they tank, so expensive, I wonder. Because, I don't know, they're probably fancy crabs. Like they wear tuxedos. I had those ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That tank can hold about 150 crabs, and this guy helped himself to 15. How did he
1: maneuver 15 crabs on his person? Well,
0: he rolled up in a car.
1: So he just, like, shucked them in the back seat?
0: Something like that. He must have had a uh, crab-collecting receptacle uh, that he was ready to put them in. They don't know why this particular guy stole the crabs, but... They assume that it probably was for like a party because this happened right before Easter, uh, so they're thinking the guy wanted to have some Easter crabs with his family, like we all do, right? Little family crabs,
1: crab special.
0: Yeah. Hey everybody, gather around. Get some butter. Let's have some crabs. Oh, Any hoozy, whatsy? Uh, they can't find him. They don't know who did it. But did they, they get do, the crabs? They do. No, oh. they did not save the crabs. Oh, this no. guy got off scot free with crabs, and. They do have surveillance footage, though, and the public has been made aware. Uh, and if you'd like to watch this yeah, guy walk um, right up to the crab tank in the middle of the night, and you can see the little crabs, like,
1: <coughs> oh.
0: snip, How did snip, he not get like? I know. Pinched? Pinched. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, what I'm learning from this video is this guy, he wasn't a stranger to crabs. He's worked with crabs before. He's handled crabs in his life. What?
1: <laughs> how many times can you say crabs? I, it's
0: just a great story. Stole the crab. I
1: really do want crabs. Crabs
0: mm. would be great. Love Yum.
1: crabs. Drawn right. butter, mm. deep fried soft shell crab. Okay. But I guess
0: I don't know. I, why would you go through this, the trouble of stealing fifteen crabs?
1: People do that all the time. Do you not when remember? When you could just get some imitation read-
0: crab meat right there in the refrigerator section. What? That's not crab. Well, there is. Not. Do
1: not compare <laughs> oh, crab man, delight he
0: like, He's being with to actual these crab. crab meat. Have you guys watched the video? If you no. watch the video, you I'm see not, the little.
1: I'm not going to do that. The well, no.
0: they are trying to scurry away and he's just throwing them in his tub. And now we know anytime that anyone is invited over to Colleen's house. You're not getting she's real like, crabs. I've got crabs, guys. <laughs> nope.
1: No, that's just seafood nope. delight, mm. which is pressed fish and sugar.
0: Don't why are you judging? It tastes good.
1: I love it, but it ain't crabs. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to serve that at my house. I frankly, I can't serve crabs either because my husband has a life threatening shellfish allergy. Thank you very much.
1: That's actually why you should eat crab delight because there's legit no shellfish in crab delight. Mm. All right, uh, let's go to Florida Florida. where they have plenty of crabs. And I want to tell you about a 24-year-old lady. Her name is Casey Cuoco. And Casey Isn't
0: she on that... No, that's
1: Kaylee Cuoco. Okay. And we don't like her. Because Uh, because she dated dated Henry Henry Cavill. Cavill And we're
0: still not over it. And we're still
1: not over it. But that's fine. When I say we,
0: I mean Bradley. But I've been married like two times over since then. But, you know, we're still holding a grudge. It's fine. You know,
1: like, you you get animated about what animates you. Okay. I'll be (laughs) over here in my... Uh, bitter corner. Fine, let's um, go
0: back to Casey Cuolo.
1: No, her name is Casey Quoka. She's 24 years young, and she was arrested on hump day this week. That is Wednesday in her residence in Largo, Florida for doing something stupid. Mm. And it involved drugs and an Applebee's. Actually, she's a uh, bartender at Applebee's, so that has really nothing to do with it. But she uh, did some stuff with drugs, which got her in trouble. Mm-mm. But that's not enough. For crazy, stupid idiot status, you need to do something plus drugs. You can't just do the drugs, because that's regular garden variety criminal behavior, and we don't talk about that on our yeah, show. Yeah, that's
0: not going to get you featured on the Colleen and Bradley show. Thank you very what much. What
1: was next level about her drags?
0: And it happened at her house. How do you know that? Well, because you said she was at her residence.
1: Oh, sure. Details. In Largo.
0: Okay, so I I just wanted to be clear. She wasn't... Doing drugs at the Applebee's. No, this she was, was not home uh, drugs.
1: Doing it with an awesome blossom or okay.
0: something. Okay. Home drugs. Okay, so home she was drugs. at home doing her drugs and um oh geez, I don't know. She
1: It involves Dr. Seuss.
0: Oh, did she buy one of those banned books? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, she bought a banned book. You stupid idiot. No,
0: um, oh, she was hallucinating and thought she was being chased by thing one and thing two. Ooh, I mean, dang, that'd be scary. Right? I'm here for That is probably
1: true, but that is not uh, a verified part of this particular story. Okay. In fact, she's facing a felony child neglect charge <gasps> after police found cocaine and a cut straw on top of her three-year-old son's copy of no. Dr. Seuss's Cat in the Hat. No. No. Oh.
0: Oh, no. No, no no yeah nope. she was
1: arrested uh after they found the drugs in her house along with the bump quote unquote of suspected cocaine cops seized some marijuana and a baggie of quote pills um these were easily accessible to her child and therefore she is facing felony
0: child abuse Ooh, that was an aggressive one
1: no, um, she does work at the Applebee's. She's in jail now, so she's not going to make it to her shift uh, okay. tomorrow night.
0: So And so I hope they're listening and they know.
1: Yes. Hey, she Largo Applebee's. Casey, Casey is Loco in.
0: is not coming to it work. It makes
1: me sad, so um, I'm sad, but don't be stupid.
0: No, don't be. Yeah. I mean, because if you are going to be stupid, guess where you're going to show
1: up? On crazy, stupid idiots.
0: <laughs> Thank you. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, it's time to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Bye. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan and Emmy nominee Zoe Kazan star in She Said, as New York Times reporters Megan Toohey and Jodi Cantor, who together broke one of the most important stories in a generation. A story that shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood and ignited a shift in American culture that continues to this day. The film co-stars Oscar nominee Patricia Clarkson, Emmy winner Andre Brouwer, and Tony winner Jennifer Ely, with Academy Award nominee Samantha Morton. She Said arrives in theaters Friday. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.